Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Rayleigh Property Podcast. Uh, this week uh, is currently, I'm recording this actually on a Friday. I'm a little bit late this week, uh, purely because it's been a busy week. Uh, and normally I like to record these in advance, but not too much in advance because I like to keep content quite fresh to what's going on. So I tend to give myself a couple of days to get this recorded and get this uploaded. Uh, this week I haven't managed that, unfortunately. It's just been so busy. Um, I mean, just unusually busy. I mean, us as an agency alone, to kind of give you an idea of what I've experienced. Uh, this weekend just got, we had six sales uh, and we had 41 viewings over the weekend. Now for us, that's huge because we're not a quantity agent. We limit the amount of clientele we're dealing with at any one time um, purely because we look at a service level over quantity kind of uh, ratio. Um, but 41 viewings for us is massive. Um, I mean, that's not the sort of numbers we would normally get. So I'm really pleased with that. We had six sales, which uh, was fantastic. So it's a good weekend. But that's kind of been mirrored throughout the week. And it's it's been really busy. But um, a couple of things I'm going to cover in this episode. So uh, a little bit different this week. I'm going to cover a little bit about the market. So what the property market's doing at the moment. I'm going to cover a little bit about a couple of local businesses that I've seen adapting quite well uh, and giving them a bit of a shout out. And I'm going to uh, finish off with something quite positive. So um, I'll come into that uh, in a second. So firstly, the market, the boring bit. Let's talk about the market, what the market has been doing. It's unusual. We've not experienced it before. It's just outright weird is the only way to describe it. There are a lot of sellers moving. We're seeing that pick up almost immediately from giving the uh, the green light to go ahead so there's a lot a lot lot of properties come to the market at the moment um some a little bit too quick you can just tell when marketing's kind of been rushed but i'm seeing a lot of properties come on and there's some fantastic properties on the market at the moment really um some really really nice places um so the, there's a lot of sellers. The, the problem is there's not a lot of buyers. Now, although we had six sales a weekend, that's very good. There's not as many buyers as I would have expected or I would have liked, should we say. Um, we had a really good weekend, but that was our first weekend of viewings from lockdown. I delayed it a little bit just to make sure we had the right procedures in place to do it safely. Um, and it was a fantastic result, but I, I think it was pent up frustration from 10 weeks of not being able to do anything good kind of, uh, burst over the weekend and, and allowed uh, as many viewings as possible to happen. Um, that's obviously passed that away. We're now seeing that lower down a little bit. Um, and what we're seeing at the moment is kind of some real good numbers coming through. And what I'm seeing is there's not a lot of buyers there. So buyers are either waiting for whatever reason. There's still some great sales going on at some great prices. It's just not as, uh, not as many first-time buyers I would like to be speaking to is what I'm trying to get at. Um, now, when we look at prices on, on Zoopla, so Zoopla is a good source to see what prices are doing locally. It's not so great on the valuation tool side of things. I don't find it that accurate with giving a, an exact figure. Um, but to kind of see market activity, really what we want to see is the average price paid in the amount of sales that's completed. Now, quite interestingly, they've removed all data. So when we look at the market activity for the past three months, the past six months, the past 12 months, the past five years, uh, the past 10 years, the past 20 years, the average price paid in the amount of sales is sits at zero. Now, I think that's because they're trying to hide the, uh, the lack of data that they've had over the last three months. Um, and rather than give some negative figures and make it look all doom and gloom, they'd rather put nothing on than something negative. So I get that. 
value change in the last three months alone that in SS6 as a whole, they're reporting a increase of uh, asking prices of 0.14%. So it's a very slight uh, rise there. My feedback for this is I don't think prices have risen. Um, I think what that is, is um, possibly agents overvaluing to try and win the instruction. They're going to be desperate for business at the moment. So uh, we see it a lot where agents will slightly over promise on price to get the uh, get the property on the market and then we'll lower it down over a period of time. It's only a very small rise uh, of less than 0.2%. Um, so it may be just a case of a slight amount of overvaluing going on there. Um, detached houses are seeing a, an increase in the last three months of 0.17%. Semi-detached 0.19%. Terrace to 1.58%. There's not many terrace in Rayleigh. Um, and flats of 0.08%. So th there's a marginal and a very, very small change in prices. This is more to do with the asking prices and the actual achieved prices. Of course, we haven't got data for achieved prices. Um, when we start looking at the last six months, flats have gone up 1.88. Terraced homes, 4.25. That's massive. But again, there's not a lot of terraced homes. Re really, you kind of got the areas around Barrymore Walk, Scotts Walk, um, around them sort of areas. There, there's a few terraced there. There's some on Castle Road. Um, there's some uh, down on the Birds Estates in Kestrel Grove, Heron Gardens, um, Swallow Close, uh, Kingfisher. There's a few terraced down there. There's not a huge amount of terraced. Some over on Belgrave and Grosvenor and Brunswick as well. Um, but there's not a huge amount of terraced properties. So um, that's quite interesting to see. I think terraced properties, first ones that pop into my mind is Claremont Crescent. Uh, there's a lot of terraced properties there. Um, Semi-detached houses last six months, 2.15%. That's about normal. Rayleigh's kind of made up of a lot of uh, semi-detached properties. And detached properties, 239 Um So the, there's no drops there, which is the main thing. Um, it's a bit early to kind of see what prices are doing. The demand's clearly there. What is interesting is the buyer, uh, the buyer activity and what they're asking for. So I'm surprised how many times I've discussed a home office in the past two weeks. It seems that... There are a lot of companies, mine being one of them, um, that is looking to adopt this home working strategy as a longer term solution. Uh, yes, we're going to keep an office. Yes, we're going to have an area where clients can come and meet us. It's not appropriate to be bringing them home. Um, but I'm going to try and promote working home as much as possible because I think the work-life balance is better. Uh, I'm more productive because I can do a bit of work and then have a little bit of break and do a bit of work and be available when others are available and spend a bit more time with the kids. So work-life balance is better. Life is better. Um, so working from home, I can see that being a, a, a new normal going forward. And I, I see a lot of companies are having that pretense, particularly those that are commuting into London. They're now realising that actually they don't miss that commute and that, that 40, 45, 50 minutes to get into London plus the walk, say an hour journey there, an hour journey back, they're losing two hours of their day just getting to work. Um, sometimes more and it's not exactly a pleasant journey. So we're going to, we're seeing a lot more companies promoting staff to work from home. So the, desire for a home office or a study or a space in the garden to put a garden room um, is certainly uh, being one a lot more desirable at the moment I'm very fortunate that I've built an office at the bottom of the garden uh, I'm able to work from there it's a good size uh, it's nice and in the shade so it stays cool during the day I'm overlooking the garden daylight today when I'm recording this beautiful blue skies temperatures are around 20 21 degrees it's comfortable it's nice it's relaxed and I can be productive this kind of thing is what people are discussing at the moment so I'm very lucky that I've done I 
built this about two years ago but we're seeing this being a norm now that people are wanting this within a property so we're going to see those properties that have that those facilities already um probably bump up in price slightly because people will pay the extra couple of thousand pounds um you know, five, extra five, maybe even £10,000 to have a property with a study so they can work from home for the long-term solution. So I think we're going to see prices increase on that neck of the wood. So if you're looking at doing an extension or a conversion or, um, you know, converting your garage or converting your loft, maybe look at seeing if you could make a section a little space off for a bit of study because that's definitely going to help with value at the moment. Um, so that's that's a little bit about the market at the moment. Um, hopefully you found that helpful it gives you a good idea not really much is happening at the moment it's a bit early days we're going to monitor this week by week as we go forward a um, couple of the businesses I wanted to give a bit of a shout out to so um, I'm quite heavy on Facebook I do a lot of Facebook marketing as a company and I follow a lot of companies locally on Facebook and we are seeing a lot of the high street shops going to be open from Monday uh, some of them a little bit later um, is it Monday? I'm losing track of the days. Uh, it was a first. So yeah, Monday. So we're seeing a lot of companies open Monday. I know some of the guys are planning to open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's going to be nice to see that high street buzzing again. I've got to say from driving through it, and I drive through it regularly when I'm getting to and from appointments and uh, seeing it as deserted as it was, although it's quite nice. It's like that quick drive through town on Christmas day. It's, it's quite eerie, but it's, it'll be nice to see the town buzzing again. Um, hopefully safely, but buzzing again. Um, a couple of companies that kind of stand out to me. I mean, of course, I've mentioned um, a few of the, them before, um, like Mr. Sims Sweet Shop, um, Lovely Libby's Home Interior Shop, uh, Cafe Number 11. Those guys have all adapted really well to, to this um, COVID-19 virus and adapting to make sure they can still provide clients with uh, items and keep their business running. Um, Crafty Cars have done quite a clever move um of enabling you to take home some alcohol so you can uh, give them a call and arrange to go and collect uh, a reusable um i can't remember what they called it let me call up their facebook page and uh i will have a look because i was amazed i mean i like a bit of cider um and i was amazed at the flavors that, that they had on there so i'm certainly going to be arranging myself to um go and get some so um uh, did a four pound reusable four pound growler i've never heard of one then before um but they've got all different stuff i mean the ciders you've got rhubarb uh, elderflower pineapple fruit bat mango i mean um when i messaged them they said fruit bat tastes like ribena so i'm quite um quite curious to give that a try but certainly i love a bit of mango and i love a bit of pineapple so i think i might see if i can go and pick up a couple of them and and have some of them but it's just amazing how although they can't be open to general public and they can't have the usual people coming in, they've managed to adapt and provide a service, which I, I think, and I hope is, is going to be quite popular that they maintain that going forward, even once they can open the doors. Um, but so many companies at the moment are adapting brilliantly well. Um, our office is on Lubbard's farm, as I'm sure I've mentioned, and I'm starting to see a, a bit more of a hive and activity there when I pop to the office to grab some bits. Uh, it's quite interesting to see, how many people there are now on the office uh, or around the office, should I say? Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's just fantastic. So if you, and obviously I'm going to post this on Facebook to share this around, but if you know a company, if you've listened to this, you know a company who's adapted really well and is doing something to keep their business running during this time while being safe and ensuring the future of their business, then please do comment on this with that company because i think it would be great to give them a shout out and then what i'll do in next week's episode i'll read out all of these comments 
um, to give these guys some coverage because I think it'll be good to recognise them guys. So that's what local companies have done. Now, I wanted to finish today with something a bit more positive. Now, as a few of you may be aware, on the Nesting Essex Facebook page, every Friday we do a Feel Good Friday article where it's not property related, but we talk about some nice stories um, that have gone on in the world, uh, particularly with a lot of negativity. I mean, this week, um, the uh, the press have been bashing the politic, uh, politicians again, uh, and a lot of it is doom and gloom and negative. So we found doing these Feel Good Fridays, it's just something nice. It's a bit like that bit at the end of Russell Howard's Good News, where he covers a nice story at the end um, after bashing everyone. So um kind of want to cover a couple of things, that a couple of stories that kind of stood out to us um and please do follow our facebook page because we're going to post these every friday from now on because the reception has been brilliant i've had messages from people thanking me for sharing it um so please do like the facebook page and follow it but i just want to read out a couple of these stories so um the first one is uh taking a biscuit so if you're looking for an excuse to raid the biscuit tin we've got one today is national biscuit day who knew that um a chance to celebrate the humble hobnob bless the bourbon and commend the custard cream dedicating an entire day to biscuits may seem a little bit over the top for some but let's be honest few items inspire as much loyalty in the uk uh, do you dip or dunk good question i think it depends on what biscuit um is the jaffa cake really a biscuit no it's cake it's got cake in the words i know this is a um one of them subjects that people will be split over a bit like marmite but it's got the word cake in it. You can't say oh, it's biscuit because I was it with Jaffa biscuit. Um, these questions have divided Brits for decades. But did you know that the US scones are called biscuits? Now that's crackers. Now a nice little pun at the end there. Um, high Street big names to reopen. So as lockdown eases, many of the High Street names are getting back to business. With more to follow in the coming days, Matterland, Dunelm and Poundland have reopened many shops, albeit with strict social distancing rules. KFC's 500 stores are now open from drive through I ended up going to Pitsy the other day to get a KFC. I just fancied it and drove down there. And I must say, they're incredibly organised. Um, and I didn't have to wait two hours, despite what social media is saying. I, I waited about 10 minutes at the most. And... Um, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so they're now open for driver and delivery uh, while McDonald's continues phase reopening. I do know uh, McDonald's in Rayleigh is opening uh, on Tuesday. So it's the second they're opening. I believe it's uh, drive through and delivery only. Um, they're certainly not opening the restaurant, but I've heard that they're opening on Tuesday. Um, so that means uh, with all their 975 outlets to be back in action by the end of next week. So, um, I'm sure anyone that's been craving a Big Mac will be uh, pleased on that one. Um, check out The Bride. So a woman who had to postpone her wedding due to COVID-19 has walked down the aisle, a supermarket aisle. Staff at Asda's in Leckwith, I think I pronounced that right, in Cardiff, treated colleague Mandy Hamlin to a special in-store ceremony to cheer her up about working on what should have been a big day. Check out worker Mandy. For, for, uh, check out Matt worker Mandy, forty-two, was present with a veil, sash, and flowers, uh, and walked down the aisle to the Chapel of Love to top things off. There was also a wedding cake and confetti. The only thing that was missing was Mandy's fiance Michael, but I'm sure he'll turn up for the real event when it actually takes place. That's quite amusing. I mean, there's a good bit of humour within that. Um, uh, and then. Um, Daburiel, I think I've pronounced that right. Congratulations to 100-year-old 
uh, Deburial Chowdhury, an East Londoner who followed in the footsteps of, Sir, of Colonel Sir Tom Moore by walking 100 laps of his garden. Uh, he completed the feat in his 80-metre garden in Bow, um, while also was the fastest to observe the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. That's going to be a tough call. Um, doing Ramadan and doing that, that must have been tough. Um, his goal was to uh, raise a thousand pounds to help victims of COVID 19. He managed to smash his target, raising more than 220,000. I find that amazing that the fact that the public can get behind causes like that. And it's just amazing how somebody who most of us never would have ever crossed paths with are now aware of this chap because of what he's achieved, and especially uh, Sir Tom Moore as well. Um, I mean, I hope that when I get to that age, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got enough get up and go with me as that guy does. Um, another one is hair raising tips. So a hairdresser in the US who's struggling to make split ends meet, nice little pun there, uh, was thrilled when a customer gave her a whopping 2,500 tip. I'm in the wrong business. Um, uh, she was a hairstylist uh, at Floyd's Barbershop in Denver and was unable to work for two months due to lockdown. The shop has only recently reopened with the mystery customer coming in for a trim. He must have been delighted with her haircut because on top of tipping, uh, tipping out, he also gave the receptionist $500 and the general manager $1,000 and a further $1,800 to be shared between the rest of the staff. I mean, that must be the most expensive haircut in the world. I mean, that's not far off five grand, is it? Uh, no, it's more than five grand. I'm not counting right. Wow, that's, that's about £6,000. Um, I mean, I'm desperate for a haircut. Don't get me wrong. I haven't had my haircut now for about five months. And uh, I'm starting to resemble uh, Ian Bill when he went homeless that time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm certainly desperate for one, but I won't be paying $6,000 for one. Um, but overall, that, that's some good stories there. Just something quite positive to uh, end the week on. We've got five nice positive stories there. I just thought this week, with all the doom and gloom in the news, it'd be nice to have a bit of positivity there. Um, obviously, we'd love to know what's going on in Rayleigh at the moment. So if you've got any positive stories, please share them with us. Um, you can email me at nick at nestinessex.co.uk or go to our Facebook page, which is uh, nestinessex. Um, or uh, search This Is Rayleigh. Uh, we've got a Rayleigh Facebook page going as well. So um, feel free to share any stories on there. Anything positive, I'd love to hear anything about um, anyone doing something positive in the community, kids doing something for charity, anything, any positive news you can find from the weekend, uh, from, well, the last three months really, drop in these groups and I'll make sure to give it a mention on the next week's episode. But overall, Thank you for listening. I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you downloading this. I will try and make sure I'm doing this every Friday. But uh, I may change these to a Monday just because then it means I can record these on a Sunday and it'll be really fresh going out on Monday morning. But um, thank you anyway for downloading. Thank you for sticking with me and take care. Stay safe and we'll speak soon.